Hey, this is Eric Phillips, the youth pastor at Launch Point Church, and I want to thank you for joining our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you, challenges you, and shows you that God sees and cares about you right where you are. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. Hey guys, welcome to week eight of our series, Pioneers, as we look over the life of Moses. I am so excited for tonight's message. I believe that it is going to encourage you. I hope that it's going to encourage you, but I also hope that it's going to stretch you and challenge you a little bit uh, in your faith and in your walk with God. You know, last week we learned about God being our provider, God being the one who takes care of us and watches over us. And we looked at Moses' life and we saw how God gave Moses a motivation to lead the people and authority to lead the people and then friends to stand around him as he led the people of Israel because see, Moses was intimidated by what God had told him to do. And God comforted him in that by giving him a motivation and authority and then people to help him. And he needed those three things because Moses was going to run into some challenges. Moses was going to run into some problems. And we intentionally stopped in verse 18 last week because I wanted to pick up tonight in verse 19 with the pioneer's problem. See, because God had told Moses all these great things that were going to happen. Moses gets excited. Moses gets his motivation up a little bit. Now, he's still skeptical, but he gets his motivation up a little bit. And then we see the problem. And there will be problems. So tonight's lesson, the pioneer's problem. See, in doing what God tells you to do, there will be some challenges and some problems and some hurdles that come up that we have to get over and get past if we're ever going to really, truly live up to the calling that God has placed on our lives. And all of us have a calling placed on our lives. But there will be problems. If you're going to take notes tonight, and I encourage that you do, I've got three points. Point number one, there's going to be problems. Going to spell G-O-N-N-A. There's going to be problems. There's going to be problems. Let's read the text tonight. Exodus chapter 3, verse 19. This is God talking to Moses, and he just got done comforting him and telling him, I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to send you, and you have my authority, and I'm going to give you people to walk alongside you. And then he says this, he says, but I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces him. So I will raise my hand and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them. Then at last, he will let you go. And I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. They will give you gifts when you go, so you will not leave empty handed. Every Israelite woman will ask for articles of silver and gold and fine clothing from her excuse me, from her Egyptian neighbors and from the foreign women in their houses. You will dress your sons and daughters with these, stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. Let's pray. God, thank you for this opportunity we have to open your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would open our hearts and our ears now to hear it and receive from it. God, I ask that you would silence me to anything that is of my own thought, my own wisdom, my own opinion. God, let it be your word spoken tonight, God, because it's your word that impacts hearts and changes lives. God, so we submit this time to you, God. We ask that you would teach us and lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. And so there is gonna be problems when we're walking in what God tells us to do. I can remember one of the loudest, clearest, I would say the loudest and clearest confirmation, like feeling I ever felt like this is really what I'm supposed to do with my life was June 16th, 2016. I got married a woman named Amanda Jones. Most of y'all know her as Miss Amanda, Miss Phillips, or DJ Panda. 
Uh, for some of our OG students, y'all will remember that. She was DJ Panda for a while, rocking the soundboard. And uh, we got married June 16th, 2016, and I was so confident that day that I knew that I knew that I knew that this is what God wanted me to do. What I didn't know, and I preface this, marriage is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me, sort of my salvation. I love my wife with all of my heart. She is sitting right over there, and uh, I love you. But I didn't know all the problems and all the challenges that being married would bring. We got married at 18 years old. We were each 18. It was a few weeks before my 19th birthday, so we were young. We were excited to be married. We were excited to, to do what God had called us to do, which was to be married and, and work in the church and serve him. And uh, we were just excited. Uh, what we didn't know was all the, all the challenges, all the issues that being married would bring up. And I use this as an illustration because there are going to be problems. What does God tell Moses in verse 19? He says, but I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces them. He, he just promised him that there would be breakthrough, that there would be provision, that they would leave Egypt. But then what does he add? He goes, but the king's not going to be okay with it. You're not going to get to just go in there, demand your peace, and walk out free. It's not going to be that easy. They won't just let you go. And so he's telling Moses, it won't be as easy as you thought it would be. And boy, if I could tell Eric on June 15th, 2016, one thing you would be, it's not going to be as easy as you thought it would be. And even outside of my marriage, if you could go back to the day I got saved and God told me to be a pastor, or the day I agreed to be the youth pastor here, if I could go back and tell that person one thing, you would be, it's not going to be as easy as you think it's going to be. Now, it's going to be great, and it's going to be rewarding, and it's going to be amazing, and that's what God is telling Moses. But he's also adding, it's not going to be quite as easy as you think it's going to be. There's going to be problems. And so you say, well, Pastor Eric, this message is not encouraging at all. You're just putting me down in the dumps that there's going to be a bunch of problems. It's not going to be a bunch of problems, but there's going to be challenges. There's going to be issues that come up as we walk in our relationship with Christ, as we walk through life with God. Challenges and problems are going to come up. And what God wants you to do is too big and too important to just be easy. T.D. Jakes says that if, if you don't know him, he's a great, great pastor, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes down in, in Dallas. And he says that if God gave you a vision and that vision can be done on your own strength, then it's not a vision from God. Why do I tell you this? Because what God had told Moses to do was too big for just Moses to do. And then he tells him, you're going to run into some opposition. You're going to run into some problems. And when those problems come up, it's going to take an act of God. To make, a, to make a difference. What God wants you to do is too big to just be easy. And if walking with God, if your walk with God has never challenged you, it's never pushed you, it's never made you move outside your comfort zone, I would ask you this question. How closely are you walking? How intensely are you serving? How, how much of your life have you truly handed over and poured out? Because I've never met somebody who has given their life to Christ that Christ didn't change their life. And I've never met somebody, like, like, like if your friends a year after you got saved are the exact same friends that you had the day you got saved and you didn't lose any friendships and get any new ones, I would challenge you, how closely with Jesus are you walking? Because his 12 best friends had to give up everything to make a difference. And God's not calling you to give up everything. He's saying, well, well maybe he is. God's saying, 
you have to be willing to let stuff go. You have to be willing to, to go through some things, to go through some problems, to go through some challenges, to go through some struggles. There's going to be problems. Serving God can and will bring challenges. And some of those so big that only God is big enough to fix. I referenced my marriage earlier. I can remember the first year we got married. It was rough. And I don't know how many midnight phone calls we made to Pastor Jim and Miss Angela, probably more than they care to remember. But I can remember, I can remember sitting back and going, God, if you don't do something here, this is too big for me to fix. This is too much for simple Eric to handle. God, I need you to move to help me get past this problem, to help me get past this challenge. And that's what God is telling Moses. He's telling him, the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces him. And you say, well, then why would God let that happen? If God knew that, why didn't God fix it? God allows these challenges, these problems to come in, I think, for two main reasons. One, to develop us, to grow us, to teach us, to make us better. I can't tell you how much I learned through my first year of being married that has made the next four amazing. Is it four? No, this year will be four, so three. We'll be married for four years this year. But he allows us to go through these, these challenges, these problems, so that he can develop us and so he can show others and ourselves how powerful he is, how big of a deal God is. And so problems are going to come. But point number two, God is going to move. Problems are going to come, but God is going to move. What does he say in verse 20? So I will raise my hand and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them. Then at last... He will let you go. So he says, there's going to be problems, but I'm going to do it. It was going to take an act of God to make the Egyptians change their mind. And we use this, this as, 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 a, as, a, as a story to talk about, you know, Moses and the Egyptians. And it's easy to look at Moses as the good guys and the Egyptians as the bad guys. And that makes sense. But if we could get past their, their, their moral differences and their, their spiritual differences for a minute and really look at the fact that sometimes it takes an act of God to just get people's attention, whether they're good or bad people. I think sometimes things like COVID-19 hit us to wake up God's people too. Because if Moses would have just walked in and said, hey, you need to let us go, and God said, okay, yeah, or excuse me, uh, the king of Egypt said, yeah, sure, go ahead. Y'all, and open the doors. I think that a lot of the people of Israel would have been like, it, surely it can't be that simple. Like, surely there's, there's more to this. We, we've, been, we've been stuck in this for so long. Surely there's more to this. And so God is going to move, and it's going to take an act of God to get the people's attention. And if you try to solve your problems without God's help, without God's wisdom, you'll find yourself fighting the same battles over and over and over again. If Moses would have walked up in there on his own authority, with his own wisdom, and with what he thought should happen, and just started making demands instead of being obedient. But see, this is what we do with God. We think God said a thing that he didn't actually say, and then we make demands to a God as if he owed us something. And God says, no, 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 no. Problems are going to come, and when problems come, it doesn't mean you did something wrong. It just means now I have an opportunity as God to move in your life. We have to ask ourselves the question, when we, when we have problems come our way, when we have challenges come our way, do we want others to see how big and strong God is or how big and strong we think we are? 
But you can see it's very easy when challenges and problems come into our life to grab a hold of them and then try and fix them. Especially if you're a dude, guys, we're fixers. This is what we do. Issues come up, we fix them. This is what created so many problems in the first year of me and Amanda being married was things were wrong and she wouldn't let me fix them. I was waiting for the laugh from Amanda over there. Yeah. Things were wrong and I couldn't fix them. There were problems and I wasn't letting God move because I was in the way. I wonder how many problems you young people are facing in your generation and in your schools and in your circles of friends and in your families that you've been trying to fix for so long. And this doesn't mean that we just give up and say, God, they're your problem now. No, 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 no. It just means, God, I don't have the strength to fix them. I don't have the authority to fix this problem. You do. And I'm just going to trust that you'll do it. There's going to be problems. But God is going to move. And getting to the other side of your problems, getting to the other side of your challenges that you face in life, it's going to require you to stop, listen to what God says, trust him, and then believe that he said, and believe that he will do exactly what he said he would do. And we say that, and we go, all right, yeah, cool, let's just do that real quick. Y'all, that is a lifelong mission. That when challenges come, when, when hurdles come, when problems of life hit us in the face, to stop, listen, seek God, listen to what he says, and then do it. Because sometimes what God tells us to do isn't what we want to do. And if every time God has spoken to you, it's been what you wanted, you're listening to the wrong voice. Not that God isn't good and God doesn't want you to be happy, but God wants you to be holy first. And there are things in your life that God is trying to drive out of your life. And so your problem looks like I'm losing friends. Your problem looks like I can't be a part of that club anymore or on that team anymore or run around with those people anymore or watch that kind of stuff anymore or listen to that kind of music or talk this way or do this or do that. And, and, and you're looking at it as if, what am I losing? And God is saying, look what you're gaining. See, Moses and the people of Israel, they were, they were intimidated by, well, 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 we had this giant mountain to come up against. See, they couldn't see the other side of it. And God told them what was on the other side, but because they couldn't see it, it created doubt. And sometimes because we can't see what God is doing, we grab a hold of it and we take it back. We say, God, here's my problem. I trust you. I tell, like, like with me, I trust you with my marriage. I trust you. When I, when I was a student, I trust you with my friends. God, I trust you with, with, with uh, my, my thought life. And then we snatch it back because it doesn't, it doesn't get fixed right away or it doesn't get fixed the way we wanted it to get it fixed or it doesn't look like we hoped it would look like. It's not as easy as it was supposed to be. And God says, there's going to be problems, but I'm going to move. There's going to be problems, but I'm going to move. And then lastly, your problem will either bless you or it'll stop you. Your problem will either bless you or stop you. See, because at this point, Moses has to make a decision. God said, the king of Egypt's not going to let you go that easy. And it's going to take an act of God to change his mind. It's going to take a mighty hand, mightier than you have, Moses. But I'm going to do it. And eventually he'll let you go. But you need to hold, hold fast. You need to stand strong. And God says that over you. That problem you're facing that addiction that you can't break, those friends that you just can't stop hanging out with, that music you just can't stop listening to even though you know you should. 
those words that you say when no one's around, those thoughts that you think when you're all alone, that you've tried to fix on your own because of your own authority or your own strength, and it just doesn't work and you keep fighting the same battles, it can either break you or it can develop you. Your problem will either bless you or stop you. Moses had a choice to make. Let this problem stop me or let it bless me. And God told Moses that if he would withstand the problem till the end, he and all the people would be blessed. But sometimes we give up too soon. We say, God, I'm going to trust you with this thing. And then six months from now, it's not better. And we give up. And we say, well, God must not be real. I'm an atheist. Y'all, y'all, how many times I see students give their life to the Lord because things are rough and they, they need this hope. And then six months from now, it's not all peaches and roses. And they go, well, God must not love me. God must not care about me. He must not be real. I give up. Man, come on. Come on. Moses was on the run for 40 years. 40 years of disobedience. And you think the few things that you did disqualified you? Come on. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell God short. He loves you tremendously and he wants to use you and he wants to bless you. Y'all, this isn't a prosperity message, but it's a message of hope that God sees you. We talked last week, he's our provider. He cares about us. He's our provision. He sees us and he holds us. That mighty hand that changed, that changed Pharaoh's mind is the same mighty hand that he holds you in. And we sit back and we go, God, what are you doing right now? I can't see you. I don't know what's happening. It can either bless you or it can stop you. But don't give up too soon. Not only were they blessed, but I love this, they were blessed by the very same people who were causing the problem. What does it say? And I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. They will give you gifts when you go so that you will not leave empty-handed. Every Israelite woman will ask for articles of silver and gold and fine clothing from her Egyptian neighbors and from the foreign women in their houses. You will dress your sons and daughters with these. Doing what? Stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. What is he telling them? He's telling them the same people who have treated you poorly, the same problem that you've been facing, in that problem, not only am I going to make your life better, I'm actually going to use the problem to make your life better. See, because when he's stripping them of their wealth, it's symbolic of the fact that they were finally receiving some sort of physical reward for the years of work they had put in. See, because they were slaves. They were just working to stay alive. And while they were working in the pits, getting treated terribly, these people were living the high life off of their work. And God says, when you trust me, when you're willing to believe that I'm going to move you beyond this problem. If you, can, if you can trust me enough that I can see over here and I know how to get you there, here's what, he, here's what he's going to do. Here's what he's going to do. Some of y'all need to take, close your eyes right now and take your problem that you've elevated above yourself right now, that this problem's too big for me. I want you to hold out your hand right now. Hold out your hand. This problem's too big for me. Here's me. Here's my problem. And swap them. Just swap them. Why do I tell you to swap them? I tell you to swap them because God says in Romans, check this out. And we know that God causes everything, not some things, everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose 
for them. What is he saying there? He's saying, if you're walking in the purpose God has given you, if you, if you know that you know that you know that this is what God wants me to do, and I've stepped off into, the, off into this thing, and these challenges are coming, and these problems are coming, what I do, instead of giving up and backing out and saying, whoa, whoa, whoa I must have messed up, say, no, 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 I'm confident in what God told me. Moses said, I know, I know what that land looks like. I've been there. And God sent me back to come get you and bring you. He said, I've been there, and I trust the God who said we can have it. I trust the God who said I can have peace when, it doesn't, when I have no reason to have peace. To have joy when there's no reason to be joyful. All things work together for those who love God. God will turn things for your good if you will trust in what he says and then do your part. The things the Egyptians gave them was their form of payment for years of work and mistreatment. So what am I saying? I'm going to end with this. Moses had problems. Walking with God brings problems. Walking with God brings challenges. It should. Challenges doesn't mean you're getting it wrong. If anything, challenges might imply you're getting it right. Because the closer we get to him, the less people will want to be around us. If you don't think that's true, ask Jesus. He went from crowds of thousands to nobody. And at his cross, he only had a few people left. The closer you get to him, you might see less things around you, but that's okay. Challenges will come. What do we do? We embrace them. We expect them. We say, I knew there was going to be challenges stepping in. I knew it wasn't going to be as easy as I hoped it would be. I wish it was, but it wasn't, and that's okay. God, use this to develop me. Use this to teach me. Know they're coming. Let God move, and then just do what he tells you to do. And oftentimes, God moving is him using his people. So allow yourself to be used by God. You never know if the you and the words that you have to speak and the message that you have to carry, the love that you show your your friends is the answer to the prayer that they're praying when you're not around. So take your problem. Take you. Allow your problems to grow you and not to crush you. See, I started off talking about Amanda as rough as the first year of our marriage was and as many problems and challenges as we faced and as many long nights and fights as we had and as many midnight phone calls to Pastor Jim and Miss Angela and to our friends that we did and all the stuff that we did, I still remember what God told me. God told me that I would be married to her and that we would have a good marriage. And so when the problems came, I didn't, I didn't let it crush me. I said, God, you're going to have to develop me send people to help us. And y'all, the first year, as rough as it was, I learned so much about marriage. I'm no expert, but I learned so much about marriage that the, the, the past three have been as blessed as they have been because of the problems that I conquered in the first year. Would you agree? She's shaking her head, yes. So just so y'all know, she's, she's in full agreement. So allow your problems to grow you, not to crush you. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that in our problems, in our challenges, God, you see us and God, you care about us. God, your word says that we should expect issues to come. Jesus himself said, in this life, you will have trials and tribulations. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. God, I thank you that you've overcome the world, that there's no temptation, no problem, no challenge that we face that you haven't already conquered. 
God, if we'll just cling to you, trust in your word, God, not back out when things get tough, not pull it back when we feel like you're not doing it the way we wish you would have done it. God, but we would truly surrender every part of who we are. God, we lay it down at your feet right now, God, and we take ourselves because of who you are, not because of anything special about us, but because of who you are. We take ourselves and we elevate above our problem. God, because we are more than conquerors through you. God, so we honor you, we thank you, we worship you. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. If you were blessed by this message or would like to pray with someone, let us know by email at info at launchpoint.church. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to hear more messages and be a part of what God is doing in LaunchU.